0: Hello and welcome to the Trainer Tools Podcast. I'm John Tomlinson. This month, Christina Gad steps in again, covering for me. She's very kind of her. She's speaking to Alison Kelly about how we can, as learning development functions, how we can get closer to the business. When I first started this podcast, the idea was that it would be a collaborative effort. It wouldn't necessarily just be me all the time. So if anybody else is interested in recording one of them, please do get in touch. It'd be really good to hear from you. Anyway, over to you, Chris. So hello, my name's Christina Gad and I'm thrilled to be here again, standing in for John Tomlinson on the Trainer Tools podcast. I'm also excited to have my special guest on here today, who again has nothing to do with training or even learning and development. And I hope that anyone who's listening who is in L&D will find this an invaluable insight on how we can get closer to the business. If that seems tricky to you, then I'm hoping you'll learn something new today. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Alison Kelly from Hitachi Capital. So hello, Alison, and how are you? Uh,
1: Good morning. Hello, Hello. I'm very well, thank you.
0: Brilliant. And is the sun shining near where you are, Alison?
1: um, actually, yes, after days of almost endless, seemingly endless rain, the skies are blue and um, it's really sunny and warm in this lovely autumn day.
0: I don't think you're too far away from me, but we're sort of like a bit cloudy over here. I don't know whether it's, we're sending it over to you or what, but <laughs> hope uh, let's hope we can add a little sunshine to everyone who's listening to this podcast. So, Alison, I hope you don't mind me asking, but could you tell me a little bit about
1: who you are and what you do as well? Yes, of course. So um, my role is to lead um, teams of people who are responsible for delivering organisational change. And that tends to be quite large scale organisational change in terms of budget, in terms of number of people affected. They might be changes to customer facing systems and processes. They might be changes to organisational structures. Um, There might be changes to um, processes and systems that people use in their day-to-day work, telephones, as I mentioned, customer activities like um, sales systems. So I am responsible for quite a large team of project managers, um, IT developers, testers, people who um make change happen within organizations oh and how many
0: people are you um overseeing at the moment then Um, i have about a hundred
1: people at hitachi capital and i suppose in my previous role it was a similar scale um but i was only responsible for business change people um previously Um, i also have a background in leading organizational change myself so um I would term myself a project or programme manager by skills and trade. So over lots of years, um, too many years, I guess, um, (laughs) I have been responsible for delivering projects myself and now I look after the
0: people who do it. Brilliant. And I understand that you're quite new to this role that you've got at the moment with Hitachi Capital.
1: Yes, I am. I'm working in the IT function at Hitachi Capital and I joined them um, just over two months ago, um, and yes, it's a new organisation for me. Different cultures, different um, expectations, a new challenge, um, which is which is what I relish really.
0: Well, that's great stuff, then, isn't it? So, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you've obviously got the, the challenge of, of getting to grips with what this new organization to you is about. But what, what are your other challenges that you've, you've um, managed to come across and, and see that, that you've got in your work at the moment?
1: Um, so, there's lots of things that um, I would like to achieve there is a need for in my opinion a little bit more structure and process around the way that we manage and release change into the organization
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, there are lots of processes which govern and control change so that it happens in an organized way but in terms of um, ensuring we have adequate and appropriately skilled resources Mm-hmm. to lead and implement change, probably um, understanding the demand for change, understanding the pipeline of projects that's coming through, um, prioritising them and having the right resources ready to make sure that we can implement them to, to take the business forward. It's a very ambitious organisation. It's been mm-hmm. extremely successful, particularly in the last 10 years. at um, showing increased profits year on year. So that's an amazing start point, but it is also growing fast and as I said, ambitious to achieve Mm. new challenging targets. And that requires a wealth and a strength of really strong people with great talents. Mm. So, not much to do then,
0: Alison, really. <laughs> not much.
1: No, now it's going
0: to be a walk in the park, I'm sure. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure with all your talents, it's going to be a, an absolute breeze, <laughs> no doubt. So, um, I mean, you're going to be looking towards various um, people to help you solve these challenges. So, who might those be?
1: um so I need help from probably a number of um, support functions around the organization um I need the finance people to help me to understand um, budgetary constraints and the parameters that we're working within and how to um, arrange our um, outgoings and our project expenditure um, in the right way to, to maintain those standards of Growth and achievement that HCUK have seen. Um, I also need and I'm looking to um, our HR function to support in terms of creating the right organisation structures um, so that the people within our teams have the right opportunities to um, join and advance in the right way so that we have a great employee brand out there in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And so that we can equip those people with the right skills to deliver on such a demanding agenda.
0: Yeah. It sounds like, you know, a, a big part of what you're going to be doing is sort of chatting to people and finding out what, what people do as well, sort of engaging stakeholders. Is that, is that fair? So um,
1: happily for me, because it's one of the things I really enjoy, I've spent most of the last two months, um, my first um Period with the organization doing exactly that. So, talking to the leaders of our various business units who each have stretching targets for growth and and profit. Um, So, we have a number of um, offices around the country. I've spent quite a lot of time traveling from one to the other, meeting those people and trying to understand their strategies. The pressures on their businesses, their aspirations and objectives for um, creating new tools and technologies that will take their businesses forward. So, yes, it's taken um, an awful lot of um, time and very interesting interactions with those people to get a better understanding of the businesses that they run.
0: So quite a big learning curve for you then. Over mm, the yeah, but fascinating. Months. Yeah, yes. but fascinating. That's great. And I, of course, we're, we're interested in um, learning development and training and all that sort of stuff. So I'm just curious about how you're hoping that learning development is going to help you in what you're trying to achieve.
1: Mm, that's a good question. Um, I would like to think that we will have a fairly structured approach to understanding the needs and requirements of my team. Clearly there's the wider organisation and there are lots and lots of things which we're helping our people to understand better. For example, What is the tone of voice that we use with our customers? What represents our brand in the best possible way? Mm -hmm. What conversations do we want to have with our customers? Um, And so on. So those are issues for other parts of the organisation and other members of our leadership team. But from my perspective, um, as you might have guessed from some of the things that i said already, I'm a pretty structured person and I Mm -hmm. like to know where where i'm going and have a fairly um clear view of the road ahead um with the opportunity then to prioritize um -hmm. all the different requirements and um understanding that we can't have perfection and we definitely can't have um, an endless and infinite um uh, opportunity to um use resource scarce resource we have to keep an eye on the budget and we have to keep an eye on time um, as well as cost. Um, and we have to evidence effective delivery of our objectives. So it's not a bottomless pit, but mm. um, I, I like to know where we're going and how we're going to prioritise our needs. And I think I would hope that I'll be working with the LD function in a way that, Helps me to do exactly that to see the way forward and balance cost and value in the mm. right way over time,
0: so it's really about l and d being able to get into ch- get into tune with what what your requirements are as well, but also maybe um, some aspirations that you've got for the organization as well because you're coming in with a a, a fresh look
1: at what's happening. Yeah, we're also um, competing in a very competitive um, labour market. So um, being in Leeds, um, working in the finance and technology um, sectors, um, there are an awful lot of employers looking for Mm. the best people available in the marketplace. Um, And that's great for us as a community. Um, as as a city and as a group of people who you know are ambitious to progress our careers so you know it's it's all good news but competing for scarce resource brings its own challenges and um, what we can do collaborating business and um, people functions together is come up with the right kinds of strategies for balancing bringing in new talent and developing our own and rewarding and recognizing our own for the achievements that, that they make. So, yeah, it's a, it's a real rich tapestry of all sorts of techniques and um, approaches that we might want to use um, to make sure that we balance our resources and, and get a really good, high quality, high performing Team of
0: people I suppose once they're in as well Alison you'll be wanting to make sure that um, what um, is delivered um, is is what people need as well because and I was reading a, a McKinsey report and they were talking about you know people who are um, applying for new roles these days are looking at you know how they can develop and what's in it for them not just about what they can give to the organization so once you've got these people you want to be able to actually deliver what, what's actually promised at the interviews.
1: Absolutely. And we, we know that people don't just join organisations for the highest salary. That's not, you know, money is not the only motivator of good quality people. Um, we know that when we look at ourselves and what, what drives us. Um, but equally, that's true of, of the wider um, employee base. And there are lots and lots of, Ways in which we can inspire and um, encourage people to join an organization because they see the opportunity to grow and develop their own skills, um, to work with um, technologies, in our case, which um, are interesting and fresh, um, but also to grow themselves and keep developing uh, year on year. You know, it doesn't have to be one course which then gives you a a certain skill set about helping people to grow and develop over time, hopefully.
0: Yeah, not even necessarily courses, but just that sort of uh, maybe a learning culture where, you know, they're learning all the time and there are resources and, you know, there are people to learn from. Because I think sometimes we miss the most valuable resource, which is, you know, the people themselves within the organisation.
1: We, um, we have a fantastic resource um, within our function at HCUK, mm-hmm. um, which enables people to um, dip into um, all sorts of um, online resources, whether that's um, e-learning or um, online books, um, articles, TED Talks and other talks, um, lectures, etc. and um, there's a really flex, uh, flexible nature to that um, kind of site, website that we subscribe to, mm-hmm. which um, means that people can do all sorts of interesting things in their own time or make the time within their diaries to enable them to set aside um, personal development um, periods, which really, um, I think, makes horses um as they used to exist um attendance at um you know uh, facilities somewhere else where they've got to travel to you know it makes makes that look a little bit less attractive than mm. um, perhaps something which flexes around people's lifestyles and work and mm. um, work patterns and maybe
0: when you've been there a bit longer, I can, I can have another chat with you about, um, you know, what, what's, what's actually happened and how, how it's sort of panning out as well. But uh, for the moment, um, I've got a couple of questions as well, which I'm interested in about, um, you know, about the future of learning and development. And, and what are you hoping um, the future, in the future that learning development is going to look like?
1: Mm, That's an interesting question. Um, I I might just um, speak about myself as much as um, the people that I'm responsible for. Mm -hmm. So I have been fortunate enough um, over the years to um, work in many different organisations. I've worked as a permanent employee. I've worked as a contractor. As I said, I've led teams, I've worked in consulting as well, um, and I've acquired a number of skills over the years because I've been interested enough to ask, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, I I believe in lifelong learning. I think that organizations don't always um, see the um, attraction of, as you termed it, learning. Um, environments learning cultures um, as much as individuals can be inspired by them mm-hmm. you know organizations are often very focused on achieving objectives and outcomes um, yeah. and the uh, people and the individuals involved um, in, in those achievements um, can be secondary um, and I you know as I said, a variety of organizations where I 've seen a variety of different cultures mm-hmm. but um, I'd like to think that um, we will increasingly see through the um, through the next generations a desire to um, continue to learn and grow, and that work and its environment is an opportunity to do exactly that. I know mm-hmm. i've got two young adults for children, Mm for offspring, and um, they certainly don't see the furthering of the organisation necessarily as their ultimate goals. Okay. The opportunity for them to enrich their own lifestyles and work in a way where they feel job satisfaction, yes, Mm -hmm. um, sense of achievement, yes, but also growth and satisfaction in, in their own, personal well-being and I think um, you know maybe the traditional D function hasn't been seen as the means by which we can achieve those outcomes um, maybe it has been seen as the function that provides courses and you have to go to them and ask them for some budget in order to be able to attend um, the course that you think you need or that your team needs mm-hmm. um, and I think You know, increasingly over recent years, I've seen um, HR functions working in a way that aims to, aspires to support people in creating personal development plans, um, which might include a range of interventions, um, mentoring, coaching, Mm. I don't know, buddying, community service activities, volunteering, Mm. um, behavioural. Um, focus and development. It's not just about the technical skills that we require to do our jobs, but I believe it's about personal growth and development. And that, in my experience anyway, has been a very powerful road to be able to follow over the years
0: that's fascinating actually Alison and a really interesting take on what LD might look like in the future because um, I, I quite often have been working with people to improve their creativity and one of the things that um, I say to people is that actually you can learn from things outside of work your hobbies and stuff you know there is there is stuff the stuff that you can transfer and it can actually improve your creativity your problem solving using something that you've outside of work and your take on actually bringing that into the workplace is is fascinating and you know that's um, a really interesting take on it um, completely there's something that you said at the beginning as well which you wanted people to be interested um, enough to ask as well that's L&D you know Mm -hmm. Um, and again I I, I think curiosity is such a key thing because um, L&D aren't necessarily People from the business. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. And so, um, if you're curious, you'll find out so much more than if you just assume you know what's happening as well. So, two great insights there, um, Alison. Thank you so much for those. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to ask you one final question. That's um, if there was just one thing that you wish L and D would do, what would
1: that be? Um, be curious. I suppose to use your word it would be to learn more about the business that they are part of, or the businesses, in the case of people who freelance in this field, might not be an in-house L&D function, but I I do do understand that it's difficult to target learning interventions to to the needs of the, uh, the people in the teams that you are trying to please. So I suppose the best way to understand better the motivations and the aspirations um, is to talk to people, find out more, and maybe try not to pigeonhole people mm. too much, to be very open-minded about people's interests and areas of, of growth.
0: Fantastic. I think that's yeah. um, a great aspiration. Um, so we've come to the end of our time and I'd just like to say a huge thank you um, to you, Alison. I know you're very busy um, and you're going to go on holiday. So that's obviously, you're going to have um, lots of things to do. So I do really appreciate you spending the time to, to chat to me and to share um, all of these thoughts with um, the listeners to the podcast as well. No problem. Thank you for asking my absolute pleasure and i have to thank obviously um john tomlinson for allowing me to um hijack the trainer tools podcast again i've thoroughly enjoyed it and i'm getting a bit addicted i think (laughs) (laughs) Alison. so anyway i'm going to sign off and say um thank you for listening if you are listening to this podcast